up, guys? This is Carly Janae, and I thank you for tuning in to the Naked and Exposed, the podcast. Unaware, the pressure she felt was to conform to this box she was never meant to fit in, so instead she carried it with her, filling it with pieces of herself she thought was missing, listening to the lies of the enemy after all these years, placing people and accomplishments into the holes cracked deep inside of her soul, screaming from the inside and no one. No one could hear her childlike wonder, drowned out by the oppression of this culture, craving a love she's never experienced. Until one day, One day she mustered up enough courage, kicking the box to the curb to stand, face to face with the knocking at the door, letting Jesus in. She never knew a love like this existed. What is up, you guys? Welcome, welcome back. And we back, we back, we back. (laughs) This is episode six. And we will be discussing the spoken word piece that you just heard titled Box. If you haven't, you can download all of these poems on iTunes or Spotify. And you can get the book on Amazon.com. Holla. Just kidding. I don't know. I said holla. Um, But okay. Box. (laughs) The pressure she felt was to conform to a box she was never meant to fit in, you guys. This is not going to be an easy episode because I'm still unpacking that box. And I might unpack this box for the rest of my life because there are going to be things, new things that are going to try to be added to this box. But the beauty of it is is God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. And it's knowing that I don't have to do this without him. And he's the one who does the will and the work within me. And that's the cool part of this journey of healing, of recognizing the parts of my heart that are straight up ugly and disgusting. That is the cool part of knowing that there is this constant refinement, this constant shedding, this constant pruning of thoughts, of actions, of words, even though everything starts off as a thought. (laughs) Your words and your action once were a thought. And that's the cool part, to know that I'm constantly being processed, even when it hurts. Healing hurts, but it's so rewarding. And just growing up, I've always had this dual type of component about me, and I don't want to confuse that with double-mindedness at all, but I have have learned how to, I learned how to adapt to different people in different environments to the point that I started to become what people wanted me to become or what people needed me to become. 
swallowing my voice, swallowing the things that made me me in that moment of time to fit into the parameters of what people wanted me to be. So people would deem me too aggressive and too loud, but inside I was silently suffering because I knew that wasn't who I truly was. It was something that I had learned to become as a protection mechanism to not, you know, then looking back then, I just didn't have the language for the things that I know now, but I'm so grateful that I went through that process then so that I can become who I am now and unpack this box, unpack everything up until this point in my life that I thought made me me. And it's giving me the freedom and the liberty to be transformed by the renewing of my mind as I stand in the identity of who I am in Christ, as I learn the identity of who I am in Christ, as I go deeper in my identity, I can see the inheritance, the mannerisms, the characteristics, the uniqueness that makes me truly me. And I can cast aside the things that don't, the things that I picked up from my environment, that I picked up from the culture. The word says that we are in this world, but we are not of it. And that's easier said than done. How much of what we do is cultural based? How much of what we do is kingdom based? How much of what we do is conforming to this world? How much of what we think is conforming to this world? Because deception is running rampant. We don't know truth. And so we try to take our perspective, our limited perspective, and make it fit into what makes us comfortable. But nothing about this walk is comfortable at all. You have to learn how to be uncomfortable and uncomfortable situations. If you said yes to Jesus, if you want to know Jesus, it is a process because it is not his desire for us to live mediocre lives on this earth. The word says that he will do abundantly and exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine. God's desire is for us to see his goodness in the land of the living. So Lord, I repent when I say life is just life and then you die. Lord, I repent when I say that life is just hard, that just happens. I repent of that father and I ask that you show me how to turn away from this toxic way of thinking and only stand and speak the truth And what your word says that your desire is for us to see your goodness in the land of the living. And no, that doesn't mean that trials and tribulations will not happen. Because we are supposed to rejoice in that. If Christ suffered, we are too are to suffer. And no, not at the magnitude of dying on the cross. That is the biggest sacrifice. And I personally am so grateful that God loved the world, that he would send his only son to die for the sins of humankind so that we could have eternal life and be 
to be resurrected and have eternal life so that we can have peace, so that we can have joy, so that we can have patience, so that we can have love, so that we can have self-control, so that we can have back the authority that was taken from Adam and Eve in the garden. God's desire for us is to get back to being one in right standing with him and alignment with him, recognizing that we are a child of him. And that stems with identity. And this box that I had carried for all these years was a false identity. And everything stems from your identity because if you know who you are, you will not sway like the waves. When you know who you are, you will be planted like the tree by the water. And when trials and tribulations come, you can rejoice because that the word of God, which is active and living and sharper than any two-edged sword, sword is at work because when Jesus said he must go, he that Jesus had to go so that he has can come, he was talking about the Holy Spirit, which is the component of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that lives within us, that does the work within us, that God does, that we partner with, that we allow to be yielded with him. And it's coming to know that the Holy Spirit is our friend. But the problem is a lot of us don't have right perspectives of our parents, don't have right perspectives of friendships, don't have right perspectives, period. And we have called that our truth. But yet we haven't learned how to separate the two. Because what, and I say this carefully too, um, because I too was once somebody who, offended and was easily offended. I would play victim, but I just thank God that he has the power to break that mentality off of us. And I pray the same for you. I pray after today that you begin to see through his eyes and with his heart areas about your childhood, areas about your upbringings, areas about just your your lineage that has shaped and molded who you have become today and you now allow God to help you become who he has called you to be and to shed the pressure, to shed the fear, to shed the, the doubt, to shed anything that doesn't align with the word of God and the gag is, <laughs> the catch is you have to pick up your Bible and read it for yourself. You have to form a relationship for yourself and you have to stop allowing your opinion, your perspective that's not currently rooted in truth, God's truth, to govern your conversations because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when a person opens their mouth, I automatically can discern where it comes from. And my desire is that you too can start to discern that, to discern what you you can and cannot or should not come into agreement with what 
things that people say or speak over you as word curses, you don't have to step into agreement with that. But you have to have a relationship with God and you have to know the the word and not in the sense of, oh, I've been reading the word all my life. Sure, there's a difference between believing in God and knowing God. And my desire is that it's not that you only believe, but you know that you know that you know that you know and you know that he has your best interests in mind that and you know that nothing in this Bible should be taken lightly or taken out of context. And yes, everything that I say, open up your Bible and test the word for yourself. Because my desire is to help you grow closer to God by sharing my truth, by speaking different components of just this journey that I am on because I am still in process. We will always be in process on this side of heaven, but we will get to the point where we will take things that we learn to the next phase of life in this lifetime. And I don't want you to do the same old mistakes over and over again, like conforming to patterns and bad habits that were never meant to be a part of your story. You are the main character in your storyline. Play the part well. By co-laboring, by partnering, by building and growing in relationship with the Lord so that you can know your true identity and you can once and for all kick the box to the curb because that that box symbolizes everything that should not be a part of who you are because you have tried to make it fit into this faulty perspective that is not who you truly are. And yes, it's easier said than done. But Jesus is knocking. God leaves the 99 to come after the one. And maybe today you are the one. You are the one. You are the one. So what are you going to do? All you have to do is seek him. And you will find him. I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering for you. Because you will never know a love like this existed until you stop running. So please, open the door. But first, kick the box to the curb. 